I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the words. What do I say? Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm about to dunk. I'm not miffed and peeved. Hello, I'm Alex Sabrinas. I'm not miffed and peeved. I'm down to dunk. I'm Stephen Adams. I'm not miffed and peeved. I am down to dunk. Yo, this PG and I'm down to dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. I'm here by myself today. The show's not going to be super long, so I apologize for that. Uh, it's just uh, my schedule is, is kind of crazy outside of uh, NBA podcasting, so you're going to have to bear with me. We'll have our normal Friday show uh, upcoming, episode 666, so just prepare for that. Uh, the Thunder win. They won a game against the Los Angeles Lakers, kind of. Uh, they won 119-103. to 103. Uh, Obviously a historic night. Uh, Russell Westbrook finishes the game 20 points, 21 assists, 21 rebounds, five of those offensive, three steals, only two turnovers. Uh, he was absolutely incredible tonight. And... Just at face value, it's been 51 years since someone has gotten a 2020-20 game. It's only been done one other time, and it's done by Wilt Chamberlain, who has, frankly, just video game types of numbers. And Russell joins him. And I don't—I honestly don't think there's going to be as big of a backlash to this for just because of the Nipsey Hustle stuff. But I think that there could be. Like, they kept Russell in the game. Russell waved off Hamadou Diallo, who just looked so confused as to what he was supposed to do. And he stayed in the game to get the 2020-20 game. And if and if anybody's out there saying this is stat chasing, sure, it probably is. But I challenge anyone in the world to attempt this. Because, listen, it's March. There are a lot of teams that are competing for nothing. There are guys that could attempt to do this. And you know what? I just don't think they could do it. I really don't think that there are guys in the NBA that can do this. And obviously, if it hadn't happened in 51 years, there aren't guys that can do this. And Russell, this just shows how unique of a player he is. As upset as we have been with him and his play and his attitude and all that stuff, like the dude is a Hall of Famer. The dude, He's one of the best players of all time. And just at face value... Him getting a 2020-20 game is just outrageous. It's outrageous. But then you factor in, you fold in the Nipsey Hustle stuff. Paul George talked about how they listened to him before the game. Russell was sitting, listening to him before the game. And it takes on, obviously it takes on a whole new meaning. Like the, the 60 was intentional and it's kind of insane to think that someone could go out and get a 2020-20 game and plan it beforehand. And if it's anybody, it, it would be the maniacal Russell Westbrook uh, to be able to do that. The 60 is significant. I, I can't sit and explain it to you. I've, I'm still just kind of learning a lot right now, to be honest. I'm sure none of you are that surprised that I don't know a lot about Nipsey Hussle. But um, I, do, I, I am starting to understand the significance of his life and why it meant he meant so much to so many people 
is that he just really cared for others and cared about the image of his neighborhood and cared about making things better. And there's just not a lot of people that are invested in that way in this life. A lot of people are just in it for themselves. And for somebody who who cares that much about others to be slain like that, I think is it's it's obviously very devastating. And to Russell and Paul, who are from Southern California like that, uh, it they're obviously really hurting. And so when Paul talked about how it just changed everything when they started listening to him. I mean, I think that that, that's important for this team to kind of gather around something like that and put forth energy um, for something like that that really means something to this crew and especially to the leaders of the Thunder. Uh, and then to have to do what he did against the Los Angeles Lakers is also significant. And so it it is a, like, make no mistake, this is a legendary moment that you guys witnessed last night. If you watched on TV, if you were lucky enough to be in the arena, it's a legendary moment. And yes, do the Thunder still have a host of problems? <laughs> and does it still seem like they're going to get beaten round one? Sure. But for I think you can, you don't. If you set that aside, that doesn't mean that you have to ignore it or pretend that it, it isn't still happening because obviously it is. But you have to understand that, like sometimes, and I know people poo-poo round numbers and say that it's just stupid and that it's meaningless and like, what's the difference between nineteen and twenty? There's a difference, people. <laughs> we live in a world that values stuff like this. And it's a significant moment. It is a legendary moment that you are going to be talking about years from now because there's guys aren't going to be able to do this. Getting 20 assists in a game by itself, that's really difficult. And guys that do that usually aren't scoring 20 points a game. And they certainly aren't getting 20 rebounds in a game. I mean, the, the significance of this moment is is massive. It's one that's going to be written about in a lot of different books it's going to be repeated over and over and over again throughout history of the NBA. Uh, and so make sure that you understand how significant it is and what an incredible thing Russell Westbrook was able to do last night. Uh, I just want to make sure everybody gets that because it is, it's a huge deal. Uh, beyond that, the Thunder did win a game. The Lakers, I mean, when they showed the starting lineups on TV, I'm watching at home. Um, my, my wife and my son are still sick, so that's part of the reason for the solo pod, part of the reason for uh, me being at home. But you saw the starting lineup, and you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> like, uh, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, Mo Wagner, uh, JaVale McGee, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. It's just like, oh, that's uh, that's kind of sad. And then the bench is even, like, Alex Caruso played 29 minutes last night. He had like he had a nice stat line. He played pretty well for Alex Caruso, fifteen and seven. Like that's that's cool. But I mean that, and and we know, oh we know that it doesn't matter who's on the court because we saw them lose to a Memphis team that frankly might have been even worse than this. And so 
it is significant that they go out and beat this team and not just beat them by five or by two or take them down to the wire, that they actually just go ahead and just beat them and get them out of the way. That's a big step for this team, which seems so silly. It seems just wrong that that this should be a step for this team. That's starting Paul George and a much improved Jeremy Grant who hit four threes. Uh, Steven Adams, who looks like Steven Adams recently, hit five blocks last night. And then uh, Westbrook, who's obviously an absolute legend. And then Terrence Ferguson, who came to life again last night. I mean, I don't, and I haven't looked at this, but I, I would bet it's been a while since the entire starting lineup has been in double figures like this. So Ferguson was 3-7 from 3, hugely important. Uh, the only criticism I would have of Russell is that he took way too many threes. He took 9. Uh, he was 2 of 9. He took 6 in the first half. I felt like he was just kind of chucking in the first half, and I felt like he got more focused in the second half. Only took 3. I mean, if he could take just 3 per half, I think that's like a solid number. But taking 6 in the first half, that's just it's, it's too many. And I think the as Russell Westbrook evolves... And he has evolved. I know people are like, I don't know. Is that guy ever going to evolve? Like, he's evolved. He's evolved. He has changed this season. And I know this last stretch just makes everything look and feel so, so much worse. But if it, the next evolution of Russell is that he takes five threes a game, which is what he was doing pre-All-Star break, go check the numbers. If that's his number, I think that's a good number. If we're closer to eight... I think that's something you have to dial back because he's missing enough that it's killing possessions, killing momentum at times. Didn't matter last night. Uh, he was he was spectacular. I thought Jeremy Grant, and I just you just watch him shooting and making threes, and understanding the significance of that is also something big for this Thunder team. Is that a guy that could not shoot it last year? We had a is Jeremy Grant shooting real watch. And the answer was consistently no. It's not real. This year, it's real. Like, the dude can really shoot it. And it's really important to this team that he can do that. Uh, that he can come out and hit 40% of his threes while taking 10. That's huge. Uh, Paul George had a nice game as well. 19 points. He was 3 of 8 from 3. 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals, which was nice. He had that 360 dunk in the first quarter. Um I'm sure the first quarter was is was really fun to be at at the Chesapeake Energy Arena last night. Uh, then off the bench, uh, some solid production out in Rollins Noel. He had seven points last night. Uh, he ended up with just one block. Markeith Morris just continues to just kind of be, I guess, flat would be the best way to describe him. There's just not a lot. It just doesn't seem like there's a lot going on with him when he gets out on the court. And I don't know if it's because he's not getting enough touches. I don't know. And I think Marcus is a, like, a little bit like this, too. I think those guys are better when they're getting 10, 12 shots a game. And they're not efficient. Like, he's not efficient. I think Mar- Marcus has been efficient in stretches this season for the Celtics. But I just don't... And and obviously, Patterson wasn't great in this role either. But I just wonder if he's a guy that can get four shots a game and be super effective for you. Um I, that's just something that I wonder. Uh, Dennis Schroeder played 29 minutes last night. Didn't quite. It didn't end up mattering at all, but I didn't quite get playing him 29 versus Ferguson's 22, but it doesn't really matter for last night. 
I thought Schroeder had a really, really bad first half. I thought he ended the he ended the game much, much better. Uh, but I thought he started the game horribly. He was part of the reason that the Lakers were back in it. Uh, the, the Thunder had gotten a nice lead, and then Schroeder comes in, and then it kind of faded away. I think he was a huge reason behind that. Uh, but overall, just a really nice game from the Thunder to get back on track, to have significant meaning with with the Nipsey Hustle stuff, playing the Lakers, getting the 2020-20 game. This is a game that you'll remember. This is a there are very few regular season games that ten years from now you're gonna remember. This is one of them. So you just have to mark that. Uh, it's a it's a big deal for this Thunder team. Uh, something else that's a big deal. Price Edwards and Company. They've been in Oklahoma for 31 years. It's Oklahoma's largest full service commercial real estate firm, and these guys are Thunder fans too. So if you have any sort of retail, land, office, industrial, apartment leasing, and sales, they have a staff of brokers and associates that specialize in all of those things and that are ready to help you. So you should feel very comfortable approaching any of these people. They've been around. They know their business. And you can talk to them about how awesome the 2020 game was with Russell Westbrook. They have offices in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa, and they will take care of of all of your commercial property and management needs. Go to priceedwards.com for more information. That's priceedwards.com. Support the people that support down to dunk. Uh, So let's take a look at the standings real quick. Uh, The Spurs, it it looks like the Spurs could get beat by the Hawks last night. They did not end up losing that game which does hold significance for the Thunder because they still sit at eight with the same record as San Antonio at 45 and 43. Uh, They have the LA Clippers that are two full games ahead at six. So it feels unlikely that the Thunder can get there. They're going to have to get pretty close to winning out, I think, to jump the Clippers. And the Clippers don't have the easiest schedule for the rest of the season. Let's take a look at how possible it would be to get to six, where the Thunder would have to jump San Antonio, who play the Nuggets tonight on the second night of a back-to-back. And the Nuggets, uh, they've got some stuff to prove tonight because they got absolutely hammered by the Golden State Warriors, 116-102 to last night. Uh, But here's the Clippers' remaining schedule. They have the Houston Rockets tonight. That's a big game. The Thunder, if if you're scoreboard watching, you need the the Clippers to lose that game. Then they get the Lakers, and they're gonna play well against the Lakers. Like they want to just absolutely destroy that team, and they probably will. Be surprised if that isn't like a twenty point margin. Then they play Golden State on April seventh. And what version of Golden State are we getting? I don't know. Are we getting uh, a Golden State that's going to play all their guys because they still feel like they're battling for the first seed? I don't know. And if you watched last night, the Golden State Warriors would like to have the first seed throughout the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, And then they end the season April 10th against Utah. So it's possible that the Clippers lose three out of these last four games. And I would guess they would not be favored depending on who's playing in three of these last four games. That's favorable to Oklahoma City, which is not a sentence that uh, I have uttered very many times in the last few weeks. Uh, So it's not impossible. Okay, sitting here looking at San Antonio's schedule, 
beyond Denver, it's pretty easy. They get Washington Friday, April 5th. Washington's been playing okay basketball lately. They beat the Nuggets. So they're a team that doesn't have anything to lose. They're playing loose. They fired Ernie. No more Ernie Grunfeld on uh, trade calls, which is super sad. Uh, Then they get Cleveland on April 7th. Obviously uh, an easy team. And then they get Dallas April 10th. And they should be able to take care of business against those teams. You know why? Because the Spurs don't mess around. They don't mess around against these bad teams. I think they'll... I mean, they just... They've already... They just recently beat the Cavs. That's not a good team. So, if you're scoreboard watching with this team, you're going to need them to beat Denver. Or you're going to need them to lose to Denver tonight in Denver. Second night of a back-to-back for both teams. So... It's significant. Also, the Spurs are on the road in Washington and Cleveland. So they have this three-game road trip. You're gonna need it would be ideal if they would lose more than one. Because if you look at the Thunder schedule, it it's hard to know it's it's hard to know what these games are gonna look like for them down the stretch. So the Thunder get Detroit Friday night here in Oklahoma City to end this five game homestand, which if they go three and two, that's still just incredibly disappointing with the opportunity that they had. Uh, they really should have gone four and one. They sh- you should not lose to that Dallas team. And we, I went off. If you somehow missed Monday's show, uh, McKelly and I kind of went off on the team and kind of the problems that they have. Uh, so Detroit Friday, Sunday, this is another 2.30 tip off, which I think was part of the reason they lost to Dallas. It's in Minnesota. It's on ABC. There's the Thunder just don't play well in Minnesota. I feel like some years they just don't play well in certain places. Like for the last like five years, they didn't play well in Portland. Well, they did this year, and this year they're not playing well in Minnesota. And so, are the Thunder better than this Minnesota Timberwolves team? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. Yes. Are they more talented? Yes. Are they better coached? Yes. All of the yeses for that, but do they have a hard time playing this team? Yes, I don't know why. It's weird. Uh, then they get Houston on Tuesday, April 9th. That is obviously the biggest game, and it's in OKC, which is nice, but they've they've lost games in, in Oklahoma City, but it is favorable to them to have it in OKC. That's a massive game. It's an 8.30 tip-off, Tuesday, April 9th. It's on TNT. And then they end the season in Milwaukee on April 10th. And everybody says this, and I've said it too. I just would be surprised if Giannis or anybody significant played in that game. So there's probably no Bledsoe or Middleton or Giannis would be my guess. Maybe even Brook Lopez sits. And so, and we all know that, I mean, I might rather all those guys play than not. Because the Thunder, I, I just don't believe that this team can and will get up to destroy a bad team like that. And they did last night against the Lakers. Maybe they've made a turn. Can you make a turn on April 2nd? Like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, But they've got four games left. They're all incredibly significant because this, it could mean the difference between six and eight. The six seed's still in play. Feels unlikely, but it's still in play. But if you're the Thunder... And you watch the Warriors 
absolutely dismantle the Denver Nuggets last night, you do not want to play that team. I, you just cannot do it. You are looking at an easy round one exit. With these other, like Denver, I know Denver's tough, and I would pick Denver in a series against the Thunder, but you've got a chance. Houston, you've got a chance. You at least have a chance against those teams. And so I think that it's wildly important for the Thunder to just get out of the eighth spot, which is like, duh. (laughs) Of course, they don't want to be in the eighth spot. Okay, I asked for questions on Twitter. I appreciate you guys. You guys always deliver when it comes to Twitter questions. Um, let's take a look. So question number one is from at oh underscore God. If the Thunder starters were chips, which ones would they be? Oh, boy. Okay, so this is all off the top of my head. I haven't planned this. Uh, <laughs> his name is Petty Pendergrass, which I really appreciate. Uh I would say that Russell is a, a jalapeno kettle chip. Uh, very, very uh, hard and crunchy and spicy. Uh, Terrence Ferguson is probably just like a, a ruffle, original ruffle with ridges. It's a good chip. It's a solid chip. Not the best chip. Not a chip you always want, but a good chip and needed in certain spots. I would say that Paul George is a Cool Ranch Dorito, which I can't remember if they changed it to Cooler Ranch or if it's just Cool Ranch. I think it's Cool Ranch now that I'm saying it out loud because it used to be Cooler Ranch. Anyways, Paul George, he's cool. It's a great chip. MVP chip. Uh, Jeremy Grant. Um, this is this is weird. This is getting weird. Um I think Jeremy Grant's nacho cheese Dorito, a very, very delicious chip. He's been absolutely incredible for this team. And then Steven Adams' uh, Cheddar Harvest Sun Chip. It's a great chip. Not always the chip that you want, but sometimes the chip you need. Uh, This is from at jtruesdell1. Did we overlook the impact Perkins had on the Thunder locker room backslash culture? Uh, I honestly don't think that many people uh, overlook it because I think that when most people look back at Perk's career, that's kind of what they say, is that when he got here, he changed the attitude of the team and the mentality and the toughness and the edge. And obviously, like Russell and Kevin, they brought those things. But I think that Perk really helped bring that whole team to a different level. And was Perk wasn't a great player for the Thunder by any stretch of the imagination, but he was incredibly important to them. I mean, they probably don't beat Memphis without him. He was very, very important to beating Memphis in the playoffs uh, year after year, and even San Antonio. So I, I think that he's obviously a very important player to the team and the franchise, and I think that the thing he changed most was uh, the impact that he had on the culture. Uh, this is from at Ponet. Uh, this, oh my goodness. This is no opponent, uh, which is okay. Sometimes there will be Twitter handles that pop up that come from our Friday podcast, and this is definitely one of them. This is from no, no opponent. Uh, why did Russ 
in the pick and roll seemed better last night despite LA giving him the Ben Simmons treatment. Uh, it's because the Lakers suck. That, and they can't defend the pick and roll at all. And the Thunder got whatever they wanted in the paint last night. Uh, this is from at Luke the Duke 4550. I'll be moving from Arkansas to Norman for law school this fall. Oh, congratulations. What fun activities, locations, non Thunder related, do y'all recommend I try out on weekends and such? This is a much better question for uh, Luke who uh, experiences things outside of uh, his family on a regular basis. Uh, just, just so you know, I'm a 32-year-old dad that has three kids at home, and I, I don't get out a lot. <laughs> but I do, so I would recommend anything in the Plaza District, and I think we've said this a ton on the show. We've had the Mule as a sponsor and, and um, the Press as a sponsor. Both are great. I would recommend those to you whether or not they're sponsors of the show. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I think Empire Slice is my favorite pizza restaurant in the world. It's a wonderful place. And the Plaza District is just a fun place to go. Uh, I also love the the downtown park near the Myriad Gardens. is a great place to go. Like I love to go run down there if I ever get a chance to do that. Uh, it's super great. As far as like nightlife and stuff like that, that's just not really me. So we can you feel free to DM Luke and he can help you out with that. But... The city is changing drastically, and the downtown area, there's going to be a really, they're building another really cool park that's just south of downtown. Uh, it's changing, and it's becoming a place where you can go and kind of hang out and and be. And that's not what it was, especially like growing up. I remember like there was only like the Spaghetti Warehouse downtown. <laughs> like That'd be like the only reason that you would ever go downtown unless you work downtown. Uh, and that's just not the case anymore. It's actually become pretty cool. So uh, let's see. From at Brandon Lloyd 33, 2020-20, question mark? He even stat pads multiple triple doubles in one game. Uh, dunked on, oh no. Dunked on has him seventh best, the seventh best point guard in the league and basically beep on him every day. He doesn't understand how. Maybe it's the way he treats the media. People love or hate our man. Yeah, Brandon, my recommendation is if Dunked On is making you irritated, uh, this is a a form of self-care, unsubscribe from that show. You don't need that show. Uh, If it makes you frustrated, don't listen to it. You get to choose what you listen to. And they are, you know, to be fair... They are some of the guys that thought Russell should win the MVP, and they stick by that, which is nice. But they are incredibly and have been historically incredibly unfair to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're also like these, they're also like strange perfectionists of basketball, and they nitpick it so much where it's just not fun. And the NBA is supposed to be fun. And so, just you, I, I have. I've ended my podcast relationships with Bill Simmons and with Dunked On. And you know what? I don't crave the knowledge that they give. And I'm a happier guy. I'm more pleasant to be around on a daily basis. So that would be my recommendation. From at Fluky. What three things could you have 20 of? Um, <laughs> I, I'm not prepared for this question at all. Um, 
I, I don't know, Fluky. That's a good question. I'll come back to it if I can think of it. Uh, at who cares NB? Do you think this performance by Russ can spark the team heading into the playoffs? I think it's possible. I think that last night was special. And, you know, they beat the Pacers the other night, and I thought that maybe that could be a turning point for them because they did play really well. But there wasn't, like, an emotional meaning behind it to them. Like, it was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. We won a game. Cool. We know we can do that. Yesterday, last night, the meaning behind it, the emotional significance to this team, I think is just a little bit different. So I think it's possible. I wouldn't say yes, but I think it's possible. Uh, Let's see. This is from at Alaskan Strummer. Should I watch? Should I start watching again? Uh, You can if you want. I I wouldn't quite say it's safe yet, but I would if you want to. Also, what are you most proud of in your lives? Uh, It's just me. So I, I mean, I'm obvious. I'm most proud of my kids. I have three boys and I could not be more proud of, of them. Uh, Also just that I was able to choose such an incredible wife is something I'm super proud of. So, those are probably the things I'm most proud of in my life. Uh, from at Travis Baker, 1993. If we took away all of his last second shots before the shot clock violations, would Russ's field goal percentage go up or stay around the same? It'd probably stay around the same. It's not that many. And the amount of shots that he takes, it's a, it's a very, very small piece of the pie. Um, let's see. I'm not going to be able to get to everybody. Uh, and I apologize for that. Uh, from at Ryan Fawcett, what's your favorite record that Russ holds? I still feel like it's the triple-double record for having the most triple-doubles. And the way that that unfolded was incredible. But this 2020-20 thing is something that is going to stick out and probably become bigger and more legendary as the days go on. So I think that it's probably pretty close between the, the triple-double record and the way that he did it uh, against Denver. And... Um, this 2020 game. Uh, let's see. This is from at Cashy underscore AU. Which player do you want to have the biggest improvement over the last five entering the playoffs? Oh, to me, I think if Terrence could shoot the basketball well going into the playoffs, I think that would be significant. Either that or Paul excuse me, gets back to the level that he was at before. I think it's one of those two. And Paul looked good last night. So I I think it's more possible for Ferguson to, to just start shooting the ball better than Paul just magically become the MVP guy that he was. So I'd probably say that realistically. Um, from the same uh, Twitter handle, Australia or New Zealand for a holiday? Oh, man. Now you're putting me on the spot. Um I guess I got to go to New Zealand, but I would love to go to Australia too. So, I mean, I would love to go to both. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to either. And so it would be uh, wonderful to go to either one. And then at Jess, two, three, two, four, three, seven, ask Russ or Kevin forever. It's Russell. It's Russell. Kevin didn't, Kevin doesn't, isn't going to experience anything forever. I think Russell's going to play on the Thunder team forever. Not forever, but like, you know what I mean? Like he's going to retire a Thunder player. And that's significant. Just having 
that kind of loyalty to a team. And I know people say, like, you shouldn't have loyalty. Like, loyalty doesn't go both ways, yada, yada. Russell's been that to this team in times where it didn't really have to happen. And Kevin looks like he's preparing an exit from another team right now in search of what he wants. And what is most the most sad thing to me is that I think that he may come to the conclusion that he had everything he wanted here. But he didn't. I just don't think that he knew that at the time. So uh, thanks for listening to our show. Please go to priceedwards.com if you have any sort of uh, land or commercial real estate needs. They're a wonderful company. If you have a great day, you can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. Follow our show at Down to Dunk. Leave us a five-star iTunes review if you got time. Uh, you guys are wonderful. I brag uh, to people about our listeners all the time uh, of how great you guys are and how supportive you guys are, um, even through tough times during the Thunder season. So uh, just thank you and have a great day. And we'll talk to you guys again on Friday. <laughs>